At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Just let them tumble out. I'm Brenda Iyer, and welcome to my kitchen in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Today, we'll be cooking Food 52-er Gretchen at Backyard Notes, best pan-roasted potatoes. I'm going to walk you through the recipe, which is linked in the show notes and can be found on food52.com right alongside you. Feel free to pause as we're going or jump back if you just need a second. For this recipe, we'll need about a pound of Red Bliss or small waxy new potatoes, some olive oil, some salt, and that's it. You'll also need a large cast iron skillet or some sort of heavy bottomed skillet and a matching lid. If you don't have a matching lid, that's totally okay. You can just use a large baking sheet. I'm gonna start by giving these potatoes a good rinse. So, just let them tumble out into a colander and use a vegetable scrubber if you have one or just make sure you're washing them really, really well. I absolutely love this recipe. It's especially wonderful. While it, of course, doesn't use any sort of fancy ingredients, uh, it's truly the definition of a few really choice ingredients and an interesting technique going a very long way. What you'll get from these potatoes is a perfectly crispy, golden, crunchy, almost french fry-like outside and really creamy, velvety, almost mashed potato-like insides. It's truly the best of both worlds. All done. And we're gonna get ready to cut them. My potatoes are all scrubbed up and ready to go. Gretchen has us cut these in a very specific way, so listen up because it will actually make a big difference to do them this way. I am not usually one to follow specific chopping instructions. I am much more of a sort of fly by the seat of my pants type of cook. So um, I was initially skeptical, but like I said, you really wanna not skip this step. It makes a huge difference. Cut them first in half. So you'll have two little potato halves. Then keep them face down on the cutting board and cut them in half once again and leave the halves together. So it looks like there's two potato halves on the cutting board, but they're actually in quarters. 
If the potatoes that you have are really tiny, then uh, don't worry about cutting them in quarters, but you'll definitely need them to at least be in half. Today I have just these little yellow new potatoes. You do wanna go with a slightly waxier type of potato that is less fluffy and less starchy. We're going for a potato that has a good amount of sugar in it, like these sort of waxier potatoes, because then they'll get super crisp and caramelized in our pan. Accidentally separated some, but they gotta stay together. Also, I don't know if you know, but this kind of creeped me out when I found out. Potatoes continue growing after they are picked. So that's why sometimes you find those little spikes or little um, roots, I guess, when you keep a potato for too long, which I'm definitely guilty of doing. The amazing thing is if you put that potato root in water, you'll technically grow another potato plant. Like you can also put them in soil and grow your own potatoes. I will not bore you with my potato trivia for too much longer because our last one is cut. Hooray. Now I'm going to heat some oil in a 10 to 12 inch cast iron skillet. And I really love cast iron for this particular recipe because it conducts heat very evenly, which means that we're gonna get a lot of crispiness on the bottom of our potatoes without uh, burning anything or making them bitter or blackened. Going to turn on our skillet and get a good amount of olive oil in the pan. You want it to come up to at least one eighth of an inch um, up the sides. Also wanna make sure that your oil is not too hot and the, the fire is only on to like a medium low, even low temperature. Again, to prevent burning and allow for even cooking of the potatoes. The next step is kind of interesting. You're gonna take some of your flakiest salt. I have Malden right here and sprinkle it in a fairly even layer. Don't be shy on the bottom of the pan. You just wanna make sure it's very even and coating the bottom of the pan right on top of the oil. This will allow the potatoes, as soon as they enter the pan, to take on a ton of flavor. So I can already tell that my pan is a little bit too hot because the salt is sizzling, which we don't want it to. So I'm gonna turn it down even lower and then get my potatoes into the pan. So I'm just gonna put the potatoes into the pan, nestling them in carefully, cut side down right on top of the salt. And remember that we cut these into quarters, but again, the quarters should stick together so the potatoes just look like halves in the pan. This is so you can get a really delicious and interesting textural variety. The sides of the potatoes that are touching each other are going to um, kind of steam and fluff up, but then the bottom is gonna get really, really crispy. They will shrink as um, they steam and the water in the potatoes evaporates. If you have too many potatoes, like I might, I think uh, you can do them in two batches. Just repeat the process um, over again after. Now what I'm gonna do is let them brown for about 10 to 12 minutes at a sort of medium low to low temp on the stovetop and do not peek at them. I will not, I swear to you, I will not peek at them and you should not either. I'm Brenda, and today I'm pan roasting Food 52-er Gretchen at Backyard Notes Best Pan Roasted Potatoes, which you can find linked in the show notes or on food52.com. As a reminder, I'm cooking this recipe right alongside you. 
giving you helpful tips and cues for how to make truly the best pan roasted potatoes. Right before the break, we added a pound of halved new potatoes into an oiled salted cast iron skillet. We've been keeping them there for about 12 minutes and they look nicely golden brown and ready for our next step. I am going to cover them and turning down the flame to about medium low to low. And I'm gonna let the potatoes hang out there for about 20 minutes or until a paring knife can easily slip through the potato without any resistance. The reason that we're covering these potatoes is so a bunch of steam kind of rises up as the potatoes are cooking and condenses back down on top of the potatoes. And that's what allows the bottoms to stay super, super crispy while the tops get very tender and creamy and fully cooked and seasoned through. Because remember, we put all of that salt on the bottom, so some of the salty water is you know, rising up to the top of the uh, lid and then condensing back down. The 20 minutes here will seem like an eon. I'm gonna go water my plants and try not to think too much about potatoes. I'll meet you back here in about 20 minutes. been about 20 minutes and I am still hearing a little bit of steaming and sizzling, but I'm going to very carefully take off my lid, but I'm going to grab a paring knife and just check and see if my potatoes are done. It's sliding through very cleanly. The bottoms are super brown. So I am just gonna take a little taste of one. These are really the best eaten uh, when they're hot and as soon as you finish cooking them, um, they'll stay crispiest that way. But um, if you do want to eat them a little bit later, keep them covered on the stovetop. Don't move them to the fridge or anything because potatoes, especially these waxier potatoes, often get a bit hard um, and, and unpleasant to eat when they've been refrigerated. You can just let them kind of cool down to room temperature. They're pretty great any which way. You can eat this with a roast chicken. You can eat the potatoes with rice and vegetables. Um, you can eat them on top of salad as crispy, crunchy croutons, or you can just eat them as a snack, like I'm gonna do right now. Mmm. Oh. It's so hot, but crunchy. Super smooth and creamy on the inside. These potatoes are the only potato recipe that you'll need. I will go so far to say that. I hope you enjoyed cooking through Gretchen's best pan roasted potatoes with me. The recipe is in the show notes and on food52.com. Thanks so much for listening. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hardworking hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024.